Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the uncomfortable truth. Let me tell you guys something that is really uncomfortable, and this gets worse the older you get. The dead gum hiccups. Man, the hiccups. Yeah, and you don't really think about hiccups until you get them. Last night I was laying in bed. I, I think I got up. I got up to get a snack about 10 o'clock, and as soon as I stood up, we got the hiccups, and they did not go away. I fell asleep with the hiccups. It's so funny because I, I'm going to tell my wife a little bit yeah. here, but I don't think the hiccups are too embarrassing. But no. She, she, when she gets the hiccups, they don't go away. I mean, they – it's and terrible. It, it is terrible, but I don't know if it's just, te- I don't know if, who, who it's worse on. You know, <laughs> the person is, laying is, in bed is, with is, you. Exactly. <laughs> is it worse on the one that actually has the hiccups or the yeah. one who has to sit there and listen to you hiccup every time? I, d- I guarantee <laughs> it tests your mental fortitude because as soon as I got them, I almost had a mental breakdown because I know that, <laughs> that they last for a while. I had one, I, I had some hiccups the other day. It's funny. We could, we could have a podcast on hiccups. On hiccups, yeah. But um, Owen come in and he's like, Dad, do you have a case of the hiccups? <laughs> he said it just like that. Do you have a case of the hiccups? Like something is majorly wrong <laughs> exactly. with you. Exactly. And I said, yes, I do. I do have a case of the hiccups. And he just, he asked if I needed him to go get me some medicine, you know, and I said, I don't think they have any medicine for the hiccups. Yeah, they do, Dad. They've got it. And I said, I said what, do we have some? He said, no, nope, we got to go to the store. Oh. <laughs> he knows what I was, it's on, huh? So what are the remedies? What are, how do you, how do you get rid of okay, the hiccups? So, okay, we have a guest today. His name is Cody Farrell, and we'll get into introducing him in a minute. But Co- Cody, I, I've done some extensive research on this topic. The best way to get rid of hiccups, it's a process, okay? You want to stand up, okay. take the deepest breath in that you've ever, you've always heard that holding your breath will help you get rid yes. of hiccups. Well, sometimes that actually works if you hold your breath on first try. Most of the time it does not. Stand up, hold your breath, but you have to deep, you have to breathe in as deep as you can, like as much air as you can possibly take in where you feel like you're almost going to pass out. Right. Hold it for 20 seconds. And then at 20 second mark, you want to breathe in again without letting any air out. <laughs> it's it's like you can barely get any in. Hold that for 10, do it again, hold it for 10. That's uncomfortable. And that, yeah, it's very uncomfortable, <laughs> but it's less uncomfortable than having the hiccups for two hours. So did it didn't work for you though. <laughs> I've I've developed several techniques where I actually like lay in bed and hold my hand under my sternum and, and just keep doing it until they're gone. So you get them fairly regularly. It's just uh, no, about once a month or okay. so. You know, I'd say that's pretty regular. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. I just don't notice it. Uh, I, maybe I don't keep them for long enough to yeah to re- it really get get to me. But oh, anyway. the hiccups are taking over the show, guys. <laughs> I'm going to tell Amy about that. It's a good method. She it, cannot get rid of it. It works uh, about eighty percent of the time. Okay. The the other times you just got to grin and bear it. 
All right, Obi's going to open us up in prayer, and then we're going to get into uh, figuring out who this guy Cody Farrell is sitting sitting beside us. Sounds great. Lord, we thank you for bringing us here safely today. We ask you'll give us those same traveling mercies back home. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for the platform that we have uh, to glorify you, Lord, to tell others about you and to just spread some good news. Um, Lord, we pray for everybody that's out there that is that is hurting, uh, whether that be from sickness or uh, you know whatever whatever's going on in their lives. Lord, we just pray that you would have a hand in it, that you would pull them out of it. Uh, Lord, we pray for our families. Uh, we pray you'll just watch over, give them good health, protect them. We thank you for sending your son Jesus down on the cross for our sins, Lord. And uh, today we thank you for our guest. We thank you for uh, him giving us his time. And um, Lord, we just pray that our listeners would hear this and get something positive out of it to take into their week, into their day. And uh, Lord, we just praise your name. We love you so much, and we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. So first of all, the thing I want to say about Cody is Cody, Cody, Cody saved the show today. Without Cody, we would not be here That's because correct. Brandon and Sean are both out of pocket. Sean doesn't have a voice, which is kind of hard to do a show with. Text me this morning and said he thinks he has strip, so he was heading to the You know what? One of the guys that works for us has strip. Really? Yeah. I don't know if they're hanging around each other or what. So, Cody. Cody uh, went to school locally here, a uh, little school called Hallsville, where we're all, we're all from, the community that we live in. Graduated from Hallsville uh, and went to ACU. Abilene Christian University graduated from there in 01, got his master's in education in by 03. Cody stayed at ACU for, what did you say, Cody? Uh, about 10 years. 10, 10, years, 10 12 uh, years. Coached in the college realm at ACU in West Texas A&M and then decided uh, wanted to make the leap back into high school education. Uh, co- came back to Hallsville and uh, coached at Hallsville for a little while, went to another school, coached there for a little while, and now Cody's back at Hallsville uh, as our athletic director. Uh, Cody is big on, and what I've seen from Cody and what I hear from my mother-in-law actually works for Cody as the athletic director secretary. Um, She's very involved in uh, what goes on in that athletic program. And what I hear from her and other people in our district and what I see is Cody is really big on relationships. And I think that those relationships for him start and root in uh, biblical principles and his Christian relationship with the Lord. But but from what I've seen, this is Cody's second year as athletic director at Hallsville. What I see is development of positive and encouraging relationships. So that's really kind of what we want to dive into a little bit today is how how do you create that culture? Because I know I saw before Cody was here and I'm, you know, I won't go too far into it, but from where we were to where we are now is a big difference as far as how people communicate, how they look at each other, how they view each other uh, as far as the coach's side, and then as far as the kids go, getting them involved in programs and getting them excited. Cody, we're thankful that you're here, man. Pleasure to be here. Tell us uh, a little bit about uh, your time so far at Hallsville as the AD and and, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and – just laid out there for well, us. Well, I'm definitely uh, honored to be here. It's it's been a privilege. Uh, now coming back to your hometown, I'm a transplant to Hallsville, so uh, you know I moved here in 1997, got to graduate, and so I, I've always viewed this as my hometown, even though I might have spent more of my years in another community that might have been more impressionable years. But this has just been a community 
I've always told my wife, she's like, why do you like Hallsville? Because now she's from Portland, Oregon, the Vancouver, uh, Washington okay. area. I, and, I uh, knew there was something. <laughs> I couldn't was, put my finger that, on that's it. That's it right there. <laughs> but uh, they're actually from, uh, they live they live in Vancouver. But anyways, she always, what is it about Hallsville? And I was just like, it just, it's always been easy because I think it's just, the, it's more about the values and the, the culture and what this town, you know, what, what defines this town by the culture and the values really. And it's always just been simple because it aligns with with uh, how I was raised and kind of what I believe, and that's that's family and that's truth of uh, that's Jesus Christ, that's a hard work, that's the blue collar, uh, that's the community. You know what I mean? Those are oh, the, yeah. those are the values, and Hallsville values that I value that. So it's always kind of been a, a seamless fit for me, and I've I've always appreciated the people because it makes you feel like home. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your family. You know, it, it, or you've got. You said earlier you've got two children, right? Yes, I do. I've got Kai, who's three years old, uh, and I started a little late. <laughs> yeah. I was that college football part of me, man. That that consumes you, and, okay. Uh, and it's just one of those things that if you look up at the end of the year when you all you do is college football, because I wasn't teaching in college, I was just coaching football, and then I was going out recruiting, and I was coming back, and I was repeating that cycle. I did that for 10, 12 years. And the next thing you know, you look up and like, man, you might not have seen a girl for. <laughs> and so, so I, I jump, and I'm that type of person. I just jump head in right. and, and just go into the deep end. And man, uh, I got consumed with that. Uh, and I just, you know, I didn't date. I didn't do any of that. Not because for any other reason that I was just really trying to move up the ladder and trying to work on my career. And yeah. there came a point about 10, 12 years into it. I just looked up and I was like, man, what am I, what am I doing? I've kind of flipped my priorities. And one of those things I said, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back get closer to family, enjoy my time with them. And the good thing about high school education is that you can kind of pick a place you want to live and draw a 45-minute radius and probably have 100 different employers. Yeah. And I was like, that was appealing to me because I could get back to home, family. And as soon as that, that domino fell, as soon as I made that decision in December to come back, I didn't even have a job yet. Uh, those things, start, those pieces start falling. I'm, I get to spend the last year with my mother before she passed away. Uh I get to be around all my siblings because they all ended up coming back as well. And then, then I met a girl. She just randomly walked into my classroom one day. She was sitting there at my desk, and she was she was told to come observe my classroom. Oh, wow. And so that was my only dealing with her. I didn't know who she was. And then about a month later, she Facebook messaged me on on uh, on Facebook. And uh, and then from there on out, you know, we're married. We have Kai, who's been the biggest blessing in the world. He's an awesome little boy. Awesome. Uh, and then we have Kingsley, uh, and Kingsley's uh, six months. Here in about two or three days, she'll be six months. Wow. So it was kind of neat how that when that domino fell and uh, it just kind of opened it up. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a blessing for me right now. Oh, so yeah. that's Absolutely. pretty, pretty How long have you been married now? I've been married five years. Well, I've known her for five years. We've been married for four. So, wow. Wait, hold up. You're going to get me in trouble. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it, uh, We've been married for five, June 1 this year. Okay. okay. Tell, what's uh, your wife's name? My, my, my wife is Hannah. Hannah. So, um, I, I'll talk about Kai a little bit. This little guy, it, it reminds me a lot. He reminds me a lot of your son, Obi, yeah. uh, to where, like, when he sees you, <laughs> the world stops for him. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. he's a kid that, uh, and there are kids out there, right, that oh, have yeah. this, this God-given talent, and that's the only thing that you can relate it to, that when you are around them, you feel better about yourself just because how excited they are about life. And that's <laughs> Owen and that's Kai. That's awesome. Every time I see Kai, you know, the last time I saw him was after a, a Bobcat football win, and I'm walking down on the on the field, and I just see Kai. 
And it's like one of those moments of like uh, the slow motion. I put my <laughs> arms out, you know, and he comes running to me, and he ran right. Bes- he ran right past me. Yeah, because <laughs> there was a football this. beside me. <laughs> he loves any kind of sport ball, but my wife has been very faithful in praying for his spirit to be in a spirit of you know just having a sweet spirit and yeah, one that absolutely. loves people. Because uh, we used to always talk, do we want him to be a linebacker and play, <laughs> you know, power college up yeah. five football so we can watch him on TV? Do we want him to be, you know, what do we want him to be? And then. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we always come back. We just hope that he is a good, uh, you know, just sweet, spirit-filled person. That's and, awesome. And, and she's been very uh, faithful in praying for that. That's so, that's so cool. We were at uh, – so I took my kids to – and we'll get back to Cody in a second, but you may have something to tie into this. We took our kids to a Dude Perfect show. Oh, wow. In Bozier the other day. Okay. Those guys are pretty awesome. And at the end of the show – he gives kind of a, a testimony and tells people about Jesus, which I thought was worth it, the price of admission right there. He told the story about the prodigal son, and, you know, the prodigal son went wayward and then came back, and when he came back, it didn't matter what he had done. His dad was there. And he gave an example. He said, my wife and I had a hard time having kids, and he said, the first one, you know, we're dreaming about who this kid's going to be, kind of like you were talking about, Cody. You know, I hope, I hope he likes fishing and hunting because man i love that and we can do that together i hope he likes to play golf like tyler tony is the one talking and he's talking about all these things that that he loves to do and i hope my kid loves to do this and he said when we were in the delivery room when my new when i met my new son he said it did not it would not have mattered if he came out with 42 toes (laughs) and and a misshaped head right that he did not have to do anything to earn my love it was just given to him as a perfect example of God's God's love for us. On a side note, uh, he he did have a cone head, and I don't know if you've had kids <laughs> that came out with a cone head. I'm going to save you a lot of strife and grief. If a kid comes out with, if it's your first kid and he comes out with a cone head, it's totally normal. It's okay. It will go away. So Andrew, Andrew was a, like, on the Conehead movies, Conehead. Okay, like, Miller was too, my oldest. Really? Yeah, maybe it's Amy, the first. Amy was tripping. She was like, she thought something was wrong with him. Her mom thought something was wrong with him. Man, <laughs> another like, thing at is Lanuga. Have you guys ever heard of this? I, Have you ever heard of Lanuga? No, I think that's the right term. I haven't heard of that. Lanuga. <laughs> so Miller came out with a Conehead and Lanuga. Lanuga is just like baby hairs all over your body. And okay. they they go away, but you're like I just we just made a werewolf. Yeah, well, so Kingsley was that way, and okay. I didn't know that was a term for. I it. think so that's Kingsley the right was word. Born and she did. I was like, oh man, this poor girl is going to be. She has hair on her back. She has hair on her legs. She's got hair. In no chance. That I don't as a man, and like I'm just like, what in the world? And then sure enough, it falls down because say it's like a down just to keep. Yeah, my thought was, well, we don't have to worry about boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first thought right when your baby came out. I might have just made that up. Just hey, can, to I, can I give a sidebar? Absolutely. You said about yes, sir. Dude Perfect's uh, testimony, which I thought was an amazing deal, was when you said that like when he saw his son for the first time, that it just was automatic love and there was nothing he had to do to to earn. The son didn't have to do anything to earn his father's love. And I think that's such a that's such a that's a concept that we've kind of lost because our kids nowadays, a lot of the problems that these kids, especially in my profession with athletics, is what these kids are trying to – they're always trying to earn somebody's love or trying to prove uh, that they deserve love because they don't get it. And one of the right. concepts that my father and 
you know, God did to Jesus Christ was it's just, I love you because of who you are. You're my son. Mm. And there's nothing, you don't have to earn it. That's exactly right. And it's that blessing that John Eldridge in that book, uh, Wild at Heart, yep. kind of kind of talks about, which is a great. Reading that book right now, are you really? actually. That's yeah, crazy. It's a great yeah. book. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I got a little stumbled on it. Um, I guess it was probably first this week because a uh, good friend of ours at church, he, he gave me the book. And um, I got to page 145. And I only know this because it goes, the book that I got goes from page 145 to 170. So you're looking, you're reading the book and you're on page 145 and you go to the next page to read the next page. It's just not in there. It skips 25 pages. This particular book skips 25 pages and I'm, because I'm reading and I just go to the next page and I'm like, that does not line up with what I was just reading, yeah. you know, and I'm like, what is going on? And I keep reading and finally I just look down and I'm on page 170 and I look over and 145 is on the other page. And I'm, oh like, man, I'm like, I took a picture of it. I'm like, I need the other 25 pages. <laughs> I got to get the other 25 it's like pages. falling asleep in a movie and trying to figure out what just happened. <laughs> exactly. But just to hit, to hit on what you were talking about, um, you know, it's, it's, Last night, uh, I teach a preteens class uh, at the church, and and uh, there's about forty kids every week, and um, we were talking about uh, the, the, we have we have kind of a, a a base question that we start the the hour out with, and the question last night was, um, why does God call me to love everyone? You know, basically, why does God call me to love everyone, and how can I do that? You know, and and for these kids that are in sixth grade, you know, it's really difficult, you know, for them to understand the concept of loving somebody that's just hateful to you at school, <laughs> you know. And there are some oh, that for no reason, or uh, no reason that they know of. I would say probably in every class and every grade, you know, there are kids that that, you know, because of maybe – stuff that's going on in their lives because of uh, the way that they've been raised, because of some absence, but, uh, you know, who knows what it is. You know, maybe they have a, maybe last year their father passed away. I mean, who who knows what's causing the emotional turmoil in their mind that's making them come out the way they are and treat people the way they do. And you, you talk about that love that you experience, you know, when you see your firstborn and, and the Bible talks about how nothing can separate us from God's love, like nothing. And and that's what we talked about last night. It's it's like um, the the separation that we experience is it's from from people in our lives that are treating us uh, that way. That obviously you don't think about loving these folks. And, and, and so we talked about the story about the good Samaritan and, uh, and, and the kids loved it because we, uh, you know, I had a, I had a, they got to play as I was reading the story, they were acting it out. I had five actors, okay. you know, and so I, I had a Jewish guy and I had a, a priest, a Jewish priest, a Jewish temple assistant, and I had a, uh, a, a Samaritan. Good, and they're sixth graders, right? They're sixth. Good thing they're not like tenth graders. You you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had any actors. I know, I know. <laughs> so so you know the 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 bandits come and beat up the priest when he's on his on the road to Jerusalem, and and not that I mean the the Jewish man, and uh, so he's he's down, he's out, you know, and the the priest walks by and 
Jewish priest, somebody you would think would be helpful, mm-hmm. walks right past him, just looks at him. Temple assistant, same thing. Samaritan, who obviously, if you know anything about the Bible, Samaritans and Jews were not, they were not kind to each other. Uh, the Samaritan had a donkey, so one of the kids was actually a donkey. He really, <laughs> he, he really, he really liked that. And it was the donkey's job to carry the hurt Jewish man to the inn where the Samaritan yes. put him up and helped him. And so he got to get on the donkey's back and, and <laughs> it, it was really fun. But anyway, uh, the, the whole idea was this, this Samaritan, you know, treats this Jewish man who typically he hated, you know, with love and he shows him love. And we talked about what love was and was it a feeling or was it something you actually do, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, anyway, it was really great to see the kids, how, how they related to that because they could relate, you know, even, even, you know, fifth and sixth graders, they could, they could relate to that. And, and, and just because they, they're like, the idea of loving somebody that treats them the way that they're treated, you know? And, and so I got a chance to be like, why, why, why are these young boys and girls acting this way? You know, and just kind of open their eyes to the fact that there could be things going on in these kids' lives that, um, you know, that, that are making them act that way. So all that to say, you know, another question for Cody, you know, as far as, I mean, you're around these kids, hundreds of kids every day. Um, you know, what, what would you say is, is one of the bigger challenges that, that you face, uh, that teachers, educators are facing right now? Um, you know, maybe that they weren't necessarily facing as, as harshly whenever we were in school, um, you know, with these kids and trying to rear them and, and help help them to grow into uh, people that are going to be able to function in li- in real life. You know, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think now that's a great question because that's a, it's a loaded question. You can come at it from a million different angles. Right. Uh, it's one of the beauties of, I think of, uh, you know, all schools, whether they're private, public, or just anybody that works with youth, the importance of it is to try to get people as many as you can, because there are so many kids out there that you, I feel like you need a bunch of adults because you got to have a broad spectrum because what what Obi, the kid you could reach might be a different kid than I reach, and I can reach a different kid than Shane. Shane, you could reach a different kid. So, man, it takes an army. It right. really does. It takes a lot of people out there. And I look at it simply for that is the fact that the more, more adults that I have around these kids, <clears throat> the more opportunity I'm going to have to reach some of those kids out on the fringe because we all are attracted to different people and different people are attracted to us. So I think that's a – you just got to get adults to kind of walk through them. But to kind of go back to your question, it's just a complicated time. Uh, you know, it was it was hard enough when we were going to school 30, that's almost 30 years ago now. But now these kids have, I mean, they're bombarded with just, just information from every different angle. The stuff I'm learning about when I'm 18, these kids are learning about it when they're 10, 11, 12 years old. And even I thought about it, let's say, uh, you know, you, you talk about social media being the great uh you know, this great evil or the, the phones being a distraction or how kids are they're just they can access anything at any time right. uh, 24-7, 365 days a year, right? Well, even your kids that are pretty good at making good decisions about, uh, 
you know, I'm going to stay away from those bad websites or I'm going to stay away from, uh, you know, scandalous pictures and, and the, the sexual impurity type things and, and the cussing and the bullying. I can stay away from that because you do have kids out there that are really good at that. But then think about it from their standpoint is you got these compassionate kids that just want to help and they just want to be a part and they want to make sure that people are loved. And, and now these kids ha- are constantly seeing all day long on Facebook and, and social media. They're, they're, they're seeing all these hurt people. And so they're getting overwhelmed and thinking – that I can't help. It's a, it's a, right. it's futile. Everything that I do, I can't get enough of them. So it, it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on. These kids are just, just bombarded all day, and it's a, it's a feeling of hopelessness, hopelessness for them. And so, I just think it takes a lot. I think it's just an intentionality, and it's just that's what I like about school is so much of it to me is the secret of just showing up daily and just being there for the kids. And I was talking earlier off air when we were just prepping for the show was. You know, I read an article in a, in a, that, that CPS put out there, and that's Child Protective Services, about the number one thing that kids are going through, and it's not the drugs, it's not uh, it's not the abuse. I mean, those things are definitely prevalent in there, uh, and those are those are big factors with a lot of our kids. But a big part of it is just neglect, just just simple neglect. Right. That's just kids don't have direction from adults at the house, or grandparents, or something like that. It's just they're left to their own devices, and it's just a sad sad world. You know, you you talked about how you know, kids have the social media, the iPhones, the, you know, the things that really just make all of the evil in the world so accessible. Um, I mean, you, you've got adults that that's what literally is causing the neglect that you're talking about. You know, I mean, you see the it's crazy. Yeah. You, you see the pictures, you know, of, the kids like over here asking mom or dad to to look at you know their greatest or their the the drawing that they just drew or whatever it is. I mean, kids want they want you to to see everything they do. They want the praise. They want the the love and you know the the joke. You know, in quotation marks, is you know mom or dad are sitting over there just you know scrolling on their phone, not paying any attention to what's going on live in their house, you know? And, and so it, it's, it's just a travesty. Uh, and, and I get on a soapbox every time we talk about these phones. <laughs> yeah. We, I'm about to be there too, oh but give me fired up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, man. I've, I've been thinking about, is there any way I can go back to the old flip phone? Just go get a razor. Right. right. All I can do is we call talked, on it. I talked about this last week on podcast. Like for the last month and a half, I've been wrestling with this because I'll, I'll fall into that trap. Like any parent out there. Hey, yeah. And we all too. do. We yeah. all do. And it might be work. It might be emails. It might be, you know, just putting information out, you know, in a positive light. But it's just it does consume me. So I'm 9 o'clock when I'm in bed, and instead of talking with my wife, I'm I'm posting a picture promoting the next football game. You sure. know what I'm yeah. saying? Absolutely. We, uh, we know exactly what you're saying because so we do it too. We are literally, like this day and age, we're, we're literally uh, changing the anatomy of our brains with these uh, with cell phones. And I, I'll give you an example. When you go to sleep at night, it's like your from the time that you go to sleep to the time that you wake up, your brain, your body reorganizes priorities, right? So why do you why do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Why do you feel fresh? Well, because those those priorities were naturally realigned, right? the The most uh, important priorities will come to your mind when you wake up. If you let everything you let everything go when you go to sleep, you wake up. The most important priorities will come to your mind. As soon as you pick up that cell phone when you wake up, and I've been trying not to pick up my cell phone for like the first 30 minutes that I'm awake. 
as soon as you pick up that cell phone, all those natural priorities that your mind and your body just realigned overnight change because now it's I'm scrolling through Facebook or I'm reading my emails or whatever you're doing, and then you get a notification, and, and now your day's all whacked up. I'm right. telling you, like it is, it's it's hard to do, but it's freeing if if you'll just try to not pick it up for a little while. So you have noticed a. I feel way better. Yeah, I feel like less stress, you. less anxiety, yeah. less more more free, more peace, just from thirty minutes. Thirty minutes of not touching your phone, right? And I've only done it a few times this week. Today's we're recording on Thursday. I think I did it on Monday, Wednesday, and today. Okay. Now I, t- I got a few texts. I you know I just well quick glance because I was making sure Cody was you know knew where he was going to get here. I didn't want him to have trouble but I think that's what we think about right we think when we have cell phones in our pockets or in our hands we think about well what if somebody needs to get in touch with me like sure. that's kind of the excuse right like I'm gonna leave my cell phone at the house when I go out to dinner with my wife well what if our kids need something exactly what and then they can't get a hold of me like and then I'm like I, I let them down because I don't have my cell phone in my pocket you know what I'm saying like you yeah. survived we all we all survived. we all made it I don't know how we did it I, yeah <laughs> But I, I will say, like, you know, when I do leave, say if I'm going home, because my job, you know, there's a lot of stuff after school, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, there's games at some point somewhere. And so a lot of times I'm there. So when I am home with my wife, she just asks, please be intentional. Please be here and be present. And I do know that our relationship and my relationship with my kids is so much better when my phone is not a part of it. Yes. And that, that could be answering just the friend wanting to call just to chit chat or the actual work call just for an hour, you know, during yep. dinner, like you were saying, 30 minutes, it doesn't have to be long, but just you, you're capitalizing, you're making the most of that one 30 minute hour. So be intentional guys. We're, we're going to come back with Cody. We're going to end this podcast right here, but we'll be right back on the next podcast podcast date with Cody. Uh, jump back in with us, man. This, this is some good stuff. We're going to get some more great information out of Cody. Uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, Hit that like, subscribe, uh, share with your friends, help us reach people for Jesus. Go out and kick today in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.